0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, AKA Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly. Yes, it's been a minute. Yes, it's primarily my fault. We will get into that. We hope you guys had a happy holidays and are excited for the new year. Some wild shit has happened on our end, along with this wild sport we love. But before we get into anything, Mason, how are you? I'm all right. I'm decent how's uh how's life outside of school right now? uh, I'd like to say it's like
0: calming, but all I've done is work, which is like nice in a way though cause I'm fucking dead broke, and I need the money, but mm-hmm. it's been all right uh
1: had a good Christmas good. How about yourself? uh Christmas sucked. Uh, it's been a very trying time for me and my wife. Uh, we've gotten into an accident, uh, which potentially has totaled our family car. Um, my job has decided that uh, half of half of our duties are no longer acquired required. My manager is looking like he's retiring. And the company's looking like they're just going to absorb his title into the other manager, so there's no movement upwards. Um, what else? I'm broke as fuck, and I don't have a car. That's 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 the that's the le- legitness. That's the legitness of it. Um, it's getting to a point where my wife. Uh, When I need the vehicle, we'll have to Uber to work and then I will have to pick her up at 10 at night, which isn't the worst, you know, but like, especially if you've had a long day, you know, it's going to, it's going to suck for a bit. Uh, This is what they call growing pains, I guess, as a, as a, as a, uh, a new homeowner, I guess, you know, but uh, it's been, it's been tough. I'm not going to lie to you. My wife's wife's back's hurting her. We're dealing with a lawsuit. It's just, it's been a train wreck. But hopefully y'all had some great, you know, holidays. Mason, you got any cool, cool toys? You got any cool stuff for Christmas?
0: Uh, My mom got me a customized stethoscope. It just has my name on it. That's so, cool. Nice. Yeah. So you like lit you can listen to shit. Yeah, it's for like vital signs, like your heartbeat. That's that's the, the
1: stethoscope sorry stethoscope is what you put to like hear the heartbeat, correct? Yeah. It's sorry the, about it's like, the flat. Yeah, yeah, it, the you're good. It's the flat thing. You put your little ears in it. Yeah. Dude, so I went to the doctor the and this motherfucker asked me a question as he put it on my chest. And of course, I went to respond. He pulled that motherfucker back so quick and then had, had he had the nerve to look at me. Like I fucked up. Yeah, it,
0: it ain't it ain't nice. And I felt
1: talking. I felt terrible, but he legit asked me a question and then threw that motherfucker on my chest. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. And it's a new doctor, too, you know? So, like, we're starting off on a bad foot. No. Uh, but, I mean, dude, like, I lo- he looked at me stupid. I looked at him like, are you fucking stupid? You know? <laughs> Why would you do that? Um. Yeah, dude. I got, uh, oh, yeah, I also have the Sugar Bowl happening this weekend. If you know what that is. Uh, NCAA. NCAA. Football. And by god do we have the most uh overrated fucking team coming down here uh we got alabama versus k state knew you're going to stay fucking roll damn tad. fucking it is just a, a sea of crimson down here right now um oh uh Louisiana has become the most dangerous state. New Orleans, I believe, is now the most dangerous city. Someone was shot and killed uh, at 2 p.m. yesterday on Bourbon Street. uh, And we went and worked on Bourbon Street today. And my boss had the nerve to get upset when we joked about having Kevlar uh, in our new company jackets. (laughs) but I don't know Mason. You don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to get through the day alive with uh, less with less debt. Yes, I uh I get the
0: debt. My <coughs> fucking school payments were due the other day and that that was painful. Yeah. Very painful. Um, but not as painful as watching the Habs play hockey. <laughs> These past, uh, past few days have been very rough. Um, and I, I see we just jump into it. Um, we're watching them get slaughtered by Arizona as we, uh, as we speak here.
1: No, we're watching Florida. Or sorry,
0: Florida. But yeah, what are, what are your
1: what are your thoughts on the game so far? Well, uh, just keep your eyes on it for about another minute. Uh, it's a blowout. It's it's a fucking blowout. We all knew it was coming <laughs> before the end of the first period because of uh, Alexander Barkov. Um, the Habs put up. Two strong goals. One uh, credited to Arbor Jacki, who has played tremendous this evening. Has been playing pretty well as of late. Uh, Brennan Gallagher's looking pretty good out there. Josh Anderson gets a goal after getting, if I'm not mistaken, a stick to the face earlier. Got a four-minute on that. Couldn't get the power play on it, though. We got it one second after. Uh, I think
0: Jacki... Without a doubt, has been the best player in the ice. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been, been tremendous. Involved scored a goal involved in the other goal the Habs have this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been mobile, he's been throwing the body, he's been great in transition. I think he's been the best player in the ice for the Habs, if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, as far as people that have it, Dadanov's been pretty bad. Um <laughs> a, a lot of guys have. Um, uh, you know what? I'm not not going to be mean but uh he hasn't really done anything but Jake Evans looked pretty good tonight he's and as maybe not like flashy but we're seeing that spark of uh you know ability to grab the puck you know in in a you know threatening position and you know hopefully he can make something of that pretty soon i think the little bit of the line jumbling that had happened has really uh affected you know Suzuki and Caulfield a little bit, but Arbor Jack eye, if there's one shining light in this this blowout today, it, it is him. He's been tremendous. Had that reverse hit, which I can't wait for like Matt Drake to have that gif up on Twitter. because uh, I really want to be able to see it again. They haven't shown the highlight of it. And it was it was really bizarre. Um it I I didn't even really catch it. I just saw him kind of lift, you know, lift his, his upper body up. And the dude just fucking flipped flipped backwards. Uh, And they just, you know, they uh, they just started, you know, saying reverse hit and shit. And uh, I was like, okay, fuck yeah. Uh, But the kid has been on one tonight. No, absolutely. And
0: uh, he's on pace now for 29 points uh, on the season, which I don't think like that's solid. Like he's playing really well. And. He's scoring goals like he's. I think he's a goal away from matching his OHL career, or not certain career, certain OHL single season high in well, the
1: NHL amount of games. Right, it's just crazy. Um, I think I think they showed it early. All the as far as the rookie defensemen, all three of our young guys. Well, with, with let's just say all three of the main young guys on D are in the top five for points now because. uh I think Jack, I just put himself at 11 points, which it's either 10 or 11. And that puts him at fi- uh, fifth and in, in defenseman. Well, rookie defenseman. Uh, yeah. And Wait, sorry.
0: Fifth, Jack I in points.
1: Yes. For rookie defenseman.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Habs yeah. actually occupy three of the top five spots. Yes. Well, they do now. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Would, with uh, Gouley in second, then Harris and Jacki behind uh, Sanderson, who's in third. So just, I think, pretty dominant from the Habs' rookie defensemen in terms of just, like, what they project to be. And the Habs, I believe, I don't know if this is official stat, I think they've become the first team to ice five rookie defensemen. Hmm. Uh, they did so yesterday when they added Barron. There are
1: five rookie defensemen in the lineup. No, I'm glad just, you brought him up. Yeah, they did bring him up. So look, Mason. Uh, before we get any further, this has been a a, re- a really really tough uh, road road stretch. Let's see. I mean they they won their first one against the Yotes. I mean it's been a minute, so bear with us. Uh, it it had to go to OT though against the Yotes and. A pretty decent game against the Avalanche, another OT game, but uh, a blowout in Dallas, a blowout against the Lightning, and now uh, a 7-2 to two game tonight so far with 10 minutes left. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, we have two more road games before our next home game. And you got Ovi, Ovi's next and then a Predators game.
0: Uh yeah, I have. I think Ovi's next, which you know, uh, should be <laughs> should be painful for the Habs. Um, as Florida scores their seventh goal uh, of the night. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, before I even get to that, uh, this loss is gonna be good for the tank. So, I guess we this have that stretch forward. has been
1: great for it. Absolutely. No,
0: absolutely, and as of now, the Habs do hold. The third best odds uh, combined with Florida's pick, so that that's uh good to see. But yeah, no, we have ov and then the Preds. Um, honestly, two games that I like just don't like two teams I just don't care to watch.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not, Ovi, you're not on ov you're not on ov watch with the rest of uh the rest of North. I'll American. be on ov.
0: I'll be on ov watch when he's close, but I think Washington plays are really dull boring game they're not they're slow they're one of the slowest teams in the national hockey league well
1: if i'm not mistaken they're one of the oldest now too mm-hmm. they're old slow i don't know
0: and the preds i just they're kind of a nothing team
1: preds you know lost, what i mean lost <laughs> her. look i, I love I the just, preds I, but they have lost their roster. i just don't think the preds mean anything oh, oh, we anybody. might have a fight right now mason
0: Oh, I, I'm lagging a little bit behind you. Uh,
1: it's nothing much. It's nothing much.
0: No. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think the Preds mean much to any other. Like, I can't think of like like. Are the Preds the main rival of any team? I don't think so. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't get too uh, excited no, over this. I'll probably honestly. I'll probably tune into the World Juniors.
1: Heard that. Heard that. Heard that um yeah, so of the the next two, obviously we're not I'm not, not taking this in the back. you see us uh, squeaking uh, uh two wins out of this seven game stretch I'm Just sorry they've already stolen or do you think that they're gonna steal? Do you think they're capable of of leaving this seven game stretch with two wins? How many do they have? One.
0: <laughs> uh, and then they finish it off against Washington and Nashville? Washington and Nashville. Uh, I don't know. I I don't – like, the way they're playing now is not very inspiring. Uh, like I said, I, I don't – I'm not a very big, firm believer in Nashville. So, maybe anything's possible. I hope not. To be honest, they don't deserve to be winning games right now. I'm all for the halves winning games mm-hmm. when they deserve too but as of right now the play's just been absolutely dreadful so I don't think the Habs deserve to win anything and I can't see them winning anything outside of Jake Allen and Sam both stealing games for them and what we're watching right now against Florida is what happens when they don't steal they don't play insane and don't steal games for them this is what happens they get blown out so
1: right so I, mean, I would I wouldn't bet money on it that's for sure okay um so how do you feel about uh excuse me about Montembeau if he do you think this is gonna reflect really hard and in possible movement of him or do you think teams will see what he was capable of doing on the nights that aren't like this what do you mean by that sorry so We've, we've recently talked about, you know, the movement of uh, Montembeau for the betterment of our future and his, you know, to get him somewhere that has a little bit more of a chance. Um, but we have nights like this. We have a, a bad stretch like this. Do you think this that this weakens his potential? Um, no. I guess, you know, pick or... You know no. whatever he would be worth, or would you? Do you think that what he's proven he can do this season has kind of, for right now, it's still solidified, and and these just show like lapses of a full team, and not necessarily just on him. No, I don't, because I
0: think that he like I don't know like a game like this isn't mm-hmm. like, has, has there been a goal that you've watched and said that's clearly like
1: no it, tonight tonight I, is has has been a lot of like uh like losses in our zone that have turned into something or you know it's blunders more than anything power plays you know yeah i don't know i just don't like
0: i think it's hard for any person to watch the way the Habs are playing and, like, legitimately say or feel that the goalies are the issue when they're they're just not. They're not the issue. So, no, I don't think this... uh, Oh, God, sorry. You're good. Um, I don't think this hurts Montembo's trade value because I don't think it was that high to begin with. Like like we were talking last time about how I, like I think he's a trading asset and I do believe that. But at the end of the day, the goalie market it, it's kind of wishy washy. Like we'll see. You don't get like I can't remember the last time a goalie was traded at the deadline for a first round pick, right? Like it just doesn't really happen.
1: Oh, I'm, I, I wouldn't know. consider a first it's, rounder,
0: but but I, I know not for Monty, but I'm saying high round picks don't get traded for goalies. I think. With Monty, you're thinking more a prospect or something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even then, like we, I, I, I think, unless maybe I'm contradicting myself here, but I have said, I believe I said previously that he does need to play more consistently before I believe in him, and I think a lot of teams are in the same boat. So I don't really think this decreases his trade value. I think it
1: doesn't definitely it just tampers it from increasing. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, look, let's move on a little bit. Uh we saw David Savard go down and it brought up our buddy Justin Barron who if I'm not mistaken had uh was it 18 points with Laval so far? They pull him up to to fill that role. Uh I got it right here. It's uh 7 goals, 9 assists, 16 points. Uh leading all defensemen for Laval right now. How do you feel about uh, Baron getting a shot? Well, let's – we. I love that he's we getting already, a shot. I was about to say, we already know because last time we talked, we, we said Barron would be a great guy to bring up for this. But uh, oh, how do you feel? Oh, uh, you, you just saw getting a ghoulie. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, ghoulie's shaking up. He goes to the – he's going to the, the – the trainer's room, but uh but yeah, how do we feel about Baron?
0: I like it. I think Baron deserved an opportunity. He um was leading the AHL in power play goals, so that's something the Habs could definitely use. Oh, that's sick. I haven't seen him on the power play yet because I don't know, Alex Burrows, but <laughs> I I definitely I, I like that he's getting an opportunity. I think he's owed one, and I think he's deserved. Uh, what everything he's gotten. He's definitely had to work for it. Um, And honestly, he, like, what is it lose? You yeah,
1: know, absolutely. He's been uh, he's been up for the last two games, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Well, including this one. Did he come in for Tampa? I didn't oh. watch the Tampa. OK. Um, I'm just. Yeah. So Baron did come in for Tampa. All right. All right. He had yeah. 15 15 minutes in that game. They gave him a little uh a little uh penalty kill as well, about half a minute. So yeah, I don't know the severity of uh of Savard, but I do I do like that it is Justin Barron that came in. I also like that it's an it's another young guy, he's 21 years old. Um if anything, it's a great opportunity for all of these young guys, you know, to to get a chance. Um but I think it's cool that we're we're dressing, you know, what four guys under 23?
0: Uh under twenty-two. Twenty two and under. Wow. Unreal. No, it's it is crazy. And I like I like it because oh sorry, I keep yawning. Oh, the work's catching up to me. That's my bad story. Um, You're fine. <laughs> I think that it's important to, when building for the future, like you don't want a team to have to mesh when it's in its time to win. You want them to mesh before then. Is mm-hmm. every one of these young defensemen going to be on a championship Habs team? Probably not. Realistically, let's be honest. But I think it's very fair to say that I think all four of those guys are gonna be NHL players. Yeah, all four no, absolutely incredible.
1: That I is think
0: absurd when it comes to drafting and developing young defensemen. It's great. Now the question is how good are they gonna be? I don't know. I think Cooley, I think Caden Gooley legitimately can be a number one defenseman in this league. I am so high on him. And I, I know, like, I just, I don't know. I think there's this weird fever in Habsland right now of being incredibly pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Kane Gouley, I am not. I think he can be a number one defenseman. I really do. I'm not saying he's going to be fucking Kale McCarr or Victor Hedman. Cause I don't know. People think when you say number one defenseman, that's what you need. no. Those are generational talents. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying Kane Gouley will be an all-star. I think he'll be near that level, but I think he will be a legitimate number one option. I think he will be a top 20, maybe even top 15, definitely top 20. Like, I will say that. I think he'll be a top 10, 20, top 20 defender in the National Hockey League. And in my book, that's number one defender. That means you're number one on... (laughs) Shit ton of teams, yeah. Half the league. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think Kane Ghooley will get there. But my point being, some of these guys, Ghooley, a lock, the other three. I think at least one of them is gonna be, hopefully, two is gonna be a big part of this Hobbs team, and that's Jack I, Harris, um, and Barron. They're going to be a part of those that, that run. You, just, you can see it, right? They're fitting the timeline. They're young. They play the game the way uh, you can tell the Habs kind of want to transition to. So I think it's important that they learn to play together and read off each other because I think defense, more than anything, partnerships last a long time. And partners who have been together for a long time, it's just – So you can tell it makes a difference when they've played together for a while. Petrie and Kulak were phenomenal together. And we saw what Edmondson and Petrie were able to do when they clicked. Mm -hmm. Right. And what Edmondson did for Petrie's game, you know, say what you want about his game this year. It hasn't been good, but you cannot deny that Edmondson did so much to free up Petrie. Um, Before that Subban and Markov. Yeah. Absolutely dynamic duo that was developed over years until they became one of the best duos in the league and unfortunately those teams were never able to get it done but we are hoping that this will be the team that does so i think it's really important to develop these young guys together the only issue is guly is of course playing with the veterans all the time but i'm excited to see the chemistry and the bonds that can grow um I'm, between this young group as they, uh, navigate the NHL rookie seasons together?
1: Oh yeah. Um, just on Baron, um, I, I feel like Colorado really, really missed out, but they made like, like they're not going to look back on this. You know what I'm saying? Like they have their Kel McCarr, they have their Stanley cup, but I think, uh, I think I don't think it's gonna bite them in the ass, but I think that they knew that they were gonna lose a tremendous asset. Um, I, I don't know what he was doing uh for for their for their group before um he got traded in the Lekkonen deal, but um I this kid just has an upside and I, I'm excited to see what, what his potential is gonna be, especially uh what he's doing with Laval and leading the AHL, like you're saying um that's crazy dude and uh laval's taking a bit of a hit they're not that crazy fucking team that was uh what they were like the best in the league was it last year or the year before that uh
0: but for Uh, baron to come
1: in and and do what he's doing that's that's insane it's another high-end defenseman we have no absolutely so yeah um I do have a blunder from a previous game that I saw uh, in the blur that was the Christmas holiday um, with the line changings a bit. You might not have seen the game, but I know you saw it because Twitter uh, have Twitter was freaking out. Uh, Yoel Armia on the first line. I think it was, uh, I think it might've been in the Dallas game. Out of all, out of all the, uh, moves you could have made i just don't see why that one was the move to make uh armia to the wing you're talking about yeah so uh, it was supposed better. to be. On... yeah i'm sorry no uh so armia was thrown on the first line um on twitter they you know they they'll show you the uh the lineup sometimes before the game they had him set first line cole caulfield suzuki armia uh, mm-hmm. With like the likes of uh, Slavkovsky on the third line, you know. Uh, I Understand, Brendan Gallagher wasn't back yet, but um, I, I just think that was fucking just a little, just a little wonkers. I think, I think, I think, think was,
0: if I talk about this anymore, <laughs> I'm just gonna be beating a dead horse so far into the ground that I've basically buried it. So maybe that's for the best. Um I, yeah, I don't even like don't even uh, Armia hasn't scored a goal since last fucking April. It's January, it's almost January. yeah, I don't know why they've done that I don't I can't even begin to apply logic uh to their reasoning anymore because there is none. I don't I don't
1: understand. <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> All right, well, look, let's try to get you in a better mood. Okay. So uh Uri Slavkovsky, EA Sports, did their yeah, their career simulator on the young man. They have him set at uh playing um 1233 games, having a total goals of 421, 762 assists. With a total pointage of 1,183, he wins the con Smythe and is a three-time Stanley Cup champion. I think that's a bit excessive. How do we feel? Do you see potential like that in your eyes, Lefkowski? To be a con Smythe winner? To be the con Smythe winner, uh, to be a three-time Stanley Cup champion, uh, and to get twelve hundred games under his belt.
0: Uh, I I don't like I don't. I think it's kind of early. I don't want to speculate how many NHL games, uh, going to play because I think that's just impossible to know. At this stage of his career, um, I can tell you if he doesn't learn to keep his head up, it's not going to be that many. <laughs> but. <laughs> I think that Slav could absolutely win a Con Smythe if he turns into the player that we hope he can. Um, if we see the man, because let's be honest, he he was a man. he was playing like one in, in the mm-hmm. Olympics. The MVP of the Olympics, seven goals. bronze medal, like just dominant. Um, we've seen that he level he raises his game at the highest um, standards of play and in the big moments. Now, in the NHL, we haven't really seen that um, too much. So time will tell for sure. Um, I think it's a possibility maybe, but I think when you're talking about a young player who we don't even know like, isn't even getting a chance to <laughs> develop properly. Like who should be in the world juniors? Oh, my dad. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't speculate how many games he's going to play. Um, but yeah, I think if the Habs win a cup and he's a big part of that, he could definitely um, be
1: a Conn Smythe winner. I do like that. They're uh, at least seeing him as more of a playmaker um, than a, a goal scorer. And I think that is the most accurate of it all. But uh, before we get into World Juniors, we do have a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement for you, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So Mason I know we kind of kept this for the back end but I feel like this is where you're you've been anticipating this conversation to go which is to the World Juniors which was uh before we get to that how was your boxing day I know that you you and your family like to get a little little jazzed up and watch uh watch the World Juniors if I'm not mistaken
0: Um Yeah it was good Uh, Unfortunate How about that first game (laughs) Yeah I think you're bringing it up Just to make some jokes But you know you waited Too long because I just watched uh, The US get fucking battered By Slovakia without Their first overall pick So you know you better be Thanking fucking Marty because if Sloth was there holy fuck The shit pumping (laughs) Um No boxing day was good though um, yeah, I just kind of, I worked eight to four, but got back. Uh, that's good. Saw the family, had dinner, had a few drinks, good. watched the game. It was a good time.
1: Good. Good. You how know, I was, that was yours, sir. We to- don't have to- boxing day down here. I don't even know what that is. You know, boxing day. I don't know what that is. Is that like probably, black Friday? We probably have this discussion
0: every, every day. year. It's the day after Christmas.
1: But what is it? Why is it called Boxing Day? Because like you're boxing up like oh, it's like take down your decorations day. Kinda. Okay. okay. I don't know.
0: It, it's 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 like I like Christmas Eve isn't a holiday, but Boxing Day is. You get like time and a half.
1: That's so nice.
0: I, I think it's like when something too like I think it like traditionally like when like poor people oh. given, <laughs> continue like like from like no like so like I think like rich people would like like so in as like repayment for like like say like richer people I, I could be talking out of my ass here okay so maybe we should look this up but like richer people used to like employ like servants right on like and obviously on Christmas they'd have their Christmas dinner and their servants would work okay. so to like repay them for that the following day they would give they would be the ones to then give gifts to the servants and say thank you for working on Christmas this is how we show our appreciation okay
1: okay I think. (laughs) So, I'm looking it up. I'm not reading all that. It'll take too long. But it is called the Feast of St. Stephen or Stephen. I've never heard of that. The first Christian martyr. Also known as Boxing Day. A secular holiday celebrated in parts of the Commonwealth, including Canada. What is a Commonwealth? Is that another? Is that another like term for the UK?
0: What? What is the
1: Commonwealth? I don't. don't The Commonwealth
0: nations are all the nations that were like formerly part of the British Empire, but like still have the Queen is like still. Oh, okay. I was about to say Nando's, baby. No, like (laughs) like Australia, India. Okay. I think India is still part of the Commonwealth,
1: I think. I only know Commonwealth from uh, Fallout. I don't know if you've ever played the Fallout games. I think it was Fallout 3. You were in the what they called the Commonwealth, which was, uh, yeah. I think, Philadelphia. India is part of the Commonwealth, too. So. Okay, well, look, we're a little, a little sidetracked. Let's get, let's get to your favorite time of the year, World Juniors.
0: Yes. Sorry. World juniors. Um, I'm excited for this team Canada to say the least. Uh, I, uh, was incredibly frustrated. Um, as we remember last episode with team Canada's selections, uh, mm-hmm. and then with Joshua Waugh being, um, Kind of put on a third line. That stupid fucking QMJHL line they do every fucking year it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but as expected, he instantly worked his way onto a line with Connor Bedard, and of course <laughs> has been reaping the benefits of such, scoring two goals, adding a couple assists as Bedard tears apart the fucking world junior tournament it's just obscene what he saw doing. he
1: had what a seven point night and then the next he game has, was a
0: sixer he's on six right now <laughs> i don't know if they finished
1: good I can, lord
0: uh, quickly check that he already has more points than connor mcdavid did in his um draft year and mcdavid played seven games and this is bedard's third um he is close he is close to tying jordan eberle's all-time uh world junior uh point totals and what is what is the what i'm not sure you're not sure i can't remember it's like i want to say like 20 something and who's that you said eberle Jordan Eberle. No shit. Oh, Jordan Eberle is like a Canadian hero, bro. <laughs> you well, why did everybody
1: turn their backs on him in fucking... Uh, in Edmonton. They didn't turn their backs on him. Well, they didn't like him. <laughs> no, that's not true. Wow, I just typed in Jordan Eberle. It, it, it's Jordan Eberle stats, and then the next thing, Jordan Eberle World Juniors. Yep, Big guy, Canada
0: huh? Clutch. I can't believe you don't remember that. 2009 versus I was
1: I was very fucked up in my later high school years. Uh, Bedard matches Eberle's all-time Canada World Junior Cup oh, goals go. record. Uh, 14. So it looks like he's definitely going to surpass it. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. He's going to fucking demolish it. Jeez. Yeah, it's not going to stand past the next game, I don't think. Oh, he also has... uh, He's also sharing the single game point with uh, Anderchuk, Morrow, Mike Camilleri, and uh, Gabriel Bork. Wow, that's... Gabriel Bork?
0: What a fucking throwback, eh? Oh,
1: Is that Lord. most points in the game, you said? That's a single game points, yes. For Canadians.
0: Oh, for Canadians.
1: Gabriel Bork.
0: That's a fucking throwback. That's
1: I'm lost. I don't remember that person.
0: He's a fucking... I think he's in Laval this year, actually. Let me look him up. Copy. Yeah, playing for Laval right now. No shit. Uh, just never like really wow. played for the Preds for a while. Kind
1: of just floated around. Jeez. All right. So look, uh, what yeah. a, you said he's at what three games? He's already matched. I mean, he could be past. He could have his fifteenth goal already. Uh what do you think where do you think this Connor Bedard going to leave off just this season? I mean just this tournament. Uh I don't know. Ballpark I, it. What do you what do you think? I I think he's going to score. Oh fuck. fucking 20 22 goals. How many how many points? Fuck Jesus. I have no idea. Like let's see where he's at. As many
0: as he wants to, I
1: think. Okay, be perfectly honest. Okay, so, so just this season, well, Jesus, why this tournament? He's got six goals for fourteen points. He's insane. He's like he need. We need to lose more games.
0: Connor Bedard. Is just simply, I think oh, I don't even know. Like, he is so good. We're not gonna see a player like this. It has been 12 years since a player of his caliber was in the draft, and I say that very confidently because I don't think Matthews is gonna be in his caliber.
1: How many, how many more games does Canada have? Let's just say they make it all the way. How many games would he have? Four, four more games. No, genuinely, no clue, no idea.
0: I think that he will score as many goals as he sees fit. I
1: really do. I even think, to- I think he's gonna push for almost thirty points. Well, and keep in mind, he's doing this even after
0: the, ha- the Habs, the the Canadian team played a stinker against Czechia. Yeah, like they did nothing. And it wasn't just it wasn't for a lack of him trying, but no, I think that Bedard will score as many goals as he chooses. He could double his total easily. He could triple it. I really, I just think that I don't think I've ever seen a kid do like I I I remember watching Connor McDavid at the World Juniors, and we knew who he was back then. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a prospect as hyped as Connor McDavid was. And it will, it just wasn't... He, he wasn't the focal point of that team. Max Domi, like, and... Uh, who else was on that thing? Duclair. Like, there were other guys on that team. Curtis Lazar. But this team, it's like... It's Bedard's team. Dylan Gunther scored a fucking hat trick the other game, and you didn't hear about it because Connor Bedard is just so fucking good. He, I, I, I don't like. I don't have words to describe. I think how good he is, and I just think he's going to score as many goals as he chooses to. Look, I think more goals if he wasn't trying to pass so much. I think he's going <laughs> to score the fucking Michigan, too. I'm like convinced he's going to do something crazy because he is just so much better. And that's the other thing. All these guys are like fucking older. He's doing this against guys like who are older than him. Mm-hmm. And I think some teams have NHL players. Like it's just, I. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm just baffled. Like I just think he's so fucking good. And I just don't want to even do a ballpark number because he he is just exceptional. I'll
1: ballpark way. it because he's not on team USA. Uh you play Sweden next. I think after that you'll have another two games. I think or three. I don't know. He's eclipsing 20 points. He's only six points out from that he's having six point nights that shouldn't be hard for him uh I wouldn't be surprised if he gets close to 30 points that's terrifying <laughs> that that's that's absolutely that is terrifying. terrifying he's got 14 points right now and I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away with 28 to 30 30 points
0: who. I want to see something quickly because you've piqued my interest. Yes, yeah, so the all-time leader in World Junior points is Peter Forsberg with 42. Wow.
1: He did that 14 games. Is that is that in – yeah, that's multiple World Cups, though, right? Uh, that would be – Because how could you or- play – yeah, I was gonna say you
0: can't do free juniors. Okay. Um, and I'm just gonna quickly he's gonna I just wanna see where is this Bedard's
1: I, first world juniors?
0: This is his second. Okay. Because he was there last year as a draft plus one, which is so Bedard currently so- has has 16 in nine games. Uh, let's see what the all-time points per game looks like. He's – I don't even know. I think, like, if he did 30 points – I Well, basically what I'm saying, I don't think it's possible, but how crazy would it be if he entered the top five all-time of World Juniors points and? Didn't play a year past his draft year. Could you imagine?
1: That's scary. He was born uh, this summer before my eighth grade year. Really? That is scary. That that's he right before Hurricane Katrina happened. <laughs> like three months before it. That is crazy. Wow. Can't wait. Uh, to see where he ends up. <laughs> In the NHL, a <laughs> of oh shit! Uh, other, other than Bedard, you got any other favorites on your team right now? I mean, Joshua, but... um, well, oh, well, never mind. You, you've been working your ass off. You probably been a- haven't been able to like. I'm sure you're recording the games if you can, uh, but you're a busy guy.
0: Uh, I haven't. I've only ever really watched the uh like the the two games I was able to but I uh I really do like uh fuck what's his name uh Stan Coven um who we probably should have drafted instead of Mayu.
1: but that's neither here nor there. Is um, that the guy Stan Coven Logan or something like that? It's like a wild name. Logan Stan Coven.
0: And uh despite what um you know, getting demoted and you know, some defensive errors. I've really liked Adam Fantilli's game. And I think that okay, uh the odds he gets lowered. I think people are gonna lower his draft stock because of this world juniors. Um, but I don't think there's any like I think that's ridiculous. I think he's been really, really, really good and I am th- excited. Like the idea of having Adam Fantilli is just so exciting. And I think it's going to get overshadowed by the fact that Connor Bedard is so good. But Adam Fadili Adam Fantili would have gone first overall last year. And there would not have been a debate. Hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about him as well. Has uh Shane Wright
1: making any uh,
0: <laughs> making uh any headway? Been, I think it's been very good. Yeah, very solid. Just okay. Not he's not flashy. Just playing, <laughs> just playing his game.
1: That's just Shane Wright. Yeah, he's
0: not a flashy guy.
1: Heard that. Look, but, uh I'm sure we'll be wrapping up in a second. Uh, got any extras? You got any things you need to say? Uh, any any fun Christmas little quips before you get out of here? I don't think so. I think no? I'm I think I'm all. All said and done. Oh, dude, I got I got two more things for you. Uh, we experienced cold. Lol, I'm kidding. Uh, it did get pretty cold down here. We were on a, a, a freeze watch for a little bit. Uh, Christmas Eve, I was talking to you a little bit. Uh, we we fried three turkeys for Christmas, and I can't wait to never do that. Uh, for a while. Mainly because it was cold. It wasn't that it was cold. It was that the wind was like 15 miles an hour. And it was fucking making it. It was just like cutting. It was just nasty as fuck. And then we're sitting there by a fucking, you know, 450 degree. No. Was it 450? No, 350 fucking degree you know, vat of oil outside in the elements for two hours. It was miserable. It was so fucking miserable, dude. Uh, And then now that I'm bald, every time the wind would just catch right under my hood and throw it back. It was just like, shoot me in the fucking head. Uh, But I, I, it did get a little cold and it was because it was also raining. Disgusting. Um, Trying to think of what it was for you so you can, laugh about it. I think we got, I think it got down to 20, 21, 23 Fahrenheit. So uh, I'm not even going to pretend I know what that is because I was proven wrong last episode. Uh, But it was a little cold down here. Uh, Let's see. What is 23 F2C? That would be uh, negative five. I don't know what that is for you. Is that an average? I have no idea. Negative five, negative five Celsius. How does that feel? How is that in Canada? Just a, a Tuesday? Oh, you're saying Celsius? Uh, fuck, that's not too bad. Not too bad. The wind chill. It wasn't cold. It honestly wasn't cold. The wind chill was terrible. That was the only part that sucked. Um, Also, you'll find this funny. Uh, I went to the store. My cousin said he found, like, these little My Hero Academia uh, little fucking, I don't know, figurines. Right? And he's like, dude, sick. It's like six bucks. <laughs> he's like, I bought one. I got Midoriya. Uh, we're way off topic. Anyway, I bought myself one one night. This fucking young girl was like the fuck is this and i was just like oh it's just anime she's like you buying this like for a present i said no i'm buying this for me and uh she looked at me so fucking weird because yeah i'm like 30 about to be 31 i got a long you know i got a beard bald head i don't look the type to be watching that um i kind of laughed and then she was like this is neat she turned it over and i said yeah my cousin bought one And we watched the show together, so I figured I'd buy one for myself, too. I said, my little cousin. And she was like, oh, that is so sweet. You're such a great older cousin. I said, thank (laughs) you so much. My cousin is 28 years old. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's just a, you get what I'm saying like she thought it was like a child. I was like no, just Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> we just watch it before the Saints game, you know, like uh like this weekend. We got an episode. Uh anyway, some people find that stupid. I I know you find that pretty hilarious. Everybody the woman went from thinking I was weird as fuck to being like a great role model for a young <laughs> for a young child. <laughs> Anyway, dude, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I had a terrible fucking week. You could probably tell by this episode. Uh, I'm so worried about life, but hopefully life is good for everyone else. And we hope that you have a great, you had a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate. I just hope you had a great week last week. And I hope that this week you go into the new year, um, And good spirits and good things can happen for you. Same for you, Mason. Good luck at McMasons. Uh, Good luck in school. Good luck to everyone in the world. We hope you guys are doing the best you can. And there's always help out there. Anyway, this has been Habs Nightly. Thank you all so much for bearing with us, sticking by us, and continuing to support us. Um, Give us a like, a follow, a rating. Send us something for the email so we can we can talk back with you guys on the episodes. But uh, this is the conclusion of the episode. Thank y'all so much once again. a nightly. We will talk to you guys next time.
0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network.